0: Hello, my name is Scott Spees, and I'm your host for this episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today as we examine one of the many topics and events that are shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. And this is actually going to be a continuation of a podcast that we did recently uh, on live streaming and the online ministry for the church after COVID-19. We were joined by our our special guest, Chris Gabbard from Compass Christian Church, the online campus pastor there, as well as Joseph Payne, who serves alongside Chris as the online production director at Compass. And we had a very interesting and engaging conversation on where the church is now and its use of technology and live streaming in services and what that looks like. And so, Mark... The voice of Dallas Christian College's leadership podcast. We're going to continue in that discussion because there's just a lot more that we can unpack, and I think some things that our listeners can benefit from in terms of practical suggestions as well as some of the transformational stories.
1: Yeah, Scott, I tell you what. If if uh, if you have not listened to the first episode, you need to go back and listen to this. Uh, it was really excellent, and we got so excited. We're like, hey, can you guys? Uh, would you? Would you hang around for another episode? And and we're so grateful to Chris and Joseph for doing that. Man, one of the things that I I was just uh, right on the edge of my seat, ready to dive into is like, okay, Chris, last episode, you said it was uh, uh, that online ministry is an open door. It's getting them into the door. And man, I could see that because so many people, you know, look, uh, they move into a town or or whatever, and they they shop churches. I mean, that sounds bad, but I mean, they're looking to, you know, for children or or whatever. And so this is a way for them to do uh, some of that a little bit early. But uh, I know that there's been some incredible stories of people uh, coming to Christ, coming to Compass, coming to... Uh, the online campus on a regular basis and uh, calling Compass their church home online and so uh, man I, I've heard a couple of them uh, like uh, one one who flew in or one who uh, just took those baby steps right into the door and is now working, working online so tell us a, a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, you know, we have some incredible stories. It's just great to see what God has done uh, through the online campus at Compass. And a couple of them that come to mind is one uh, is a woman by the name of Micah who lives in Washington. And she got connected to online um, about six months before um, 2020, before the pandemic hit. And um, so she started out just watching online. And, you know, our mission is to move people from watchers to participators. Um, And so she began being active online chatting with us in the chat room. Um, and then she expressed interest in wanting to serve on our online campus. And most people think, well, how can you serve online? I mean, you're not there. They're not physical, physically there. But the beauty of serving online is you're able to be a chat host from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you just log on and you can navigate people to God, which is our mission statement at Compass. You can do that online by walking people through the experience, praying with people, Dropping links for people to connect with. So the same links that she was able to connect with from one of our previous chat hosts, she's now doing that all the way from Washington across the country. (laughs) Um, And so she's intended Rooted, one of our discipleship programs, all online. Um, It's never physically been marked to any campus. Um, And now she is a facilitator of a Rooted group, and she's a part of a community group. And we rebroadcast the experience on Sunday night, and she's one of our chat hosts, that that walks people through the experience
1: yeah again uh, you know uh, the the criticism of this is like well you know we need to interact with people people sure and live you know in person singing praises together and you know the fellowship aspect Uh, you know again how would you address that
2: you know i think it's just this idea of man god is everywhere we can worship god anywhere we are Um, and it's not it's not that we're encouraging her not to connect in community in fact she can connect to a community, a church community, wherever she is. But there's something that she, she's drawn to at Compass, whether it's the preaching of our lead pastor or worship or the fellowship and the relationship she's made with people online that keeps her connected. Um, and so I always say this, I tell my kids all the time, hey, you can never get enough of Jesus. So uh, <laughs> we'll, come on, join, join the crew. And so j- just the fact that she is ministering to people by being a chat host She's serving. I mean, she's living out our core values at Compass, which is to navigate people to Jesus, to serve others, to worship, um, to engage with other people. She's doing all those things from across the country. Chris,
1: you you know, you you were, I got to say it. I mean, you're pretty smooth up front anyway, but, you know, you were really smooth with that answer. It seems like maybe you've had to answer that question a
2: lot. I'll give you five dollars later for that. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, you know, we, we've we've talked about it a lot with people. You know, and we just want people to know that we love you, we care about you, we see you, and we want to engage with you. We want to, you know. And you get people that say, a lot of the times, can online ministry really be a thing? Can you really? Is it really church? Um, but when you see life change happen, when you see people like Micah, when you see people um, like. Jules, her name is Julie, but she goes by Jules online. When you see her connected to our Compass daily every morning at 8 a.m., and then she lives an hour and a half away, decides to drive to our physical campus and get baptized a few weeks ago. I remember that day. And now she's baptized, she's a part of our online campus. I mean, that is true life change. And again, that's the power of the Holy Spirit moving. In any circumstance, you
1: had somebody fly in from Las Vegas. Didn't you? We did.
2: Joseph, you talk about that. I mean, you were a part of that. You got to see that. So
1: yeah. So uh, there's a
3: there's a group of people, um, kind of extended family, who view together from all over the U.S. every 11:30 service every week. And um, so one of the young girls is named Jenny. She does live in Las Vegas. I think part of her family lives here in Grapevine. Um, some people, I think, even live in Mexico City and or so, something. Yeah, because yeah, they're part of a missionary-type family. But anyway, she she has grown in her faith. She has gotten a, um, a family... Um,
2: community group. A community, yeah. Gr- yeah, a community
3: group <laughs> kind of going at 1130 during the wow. service in the YouTube chat room. So she connects on YouTube. Yep. So at some point she felt, hey, I, I want to take my... St- uh, faith to the next step. She connected with our chat host Kayla on YouTube at eleven thirty. They coordinated for her to come in, fly in one weekend, and uh, she was baptized. And so we we love to share that story of uh, just transformation that started in the chat room on YouTube, hmm. and then transitioned to real life change physically for baptism. And she's she's still involved in chatting every week on YouTube.
2: You know, Mark, we do a rebroadcast as I mentioned on Sunday nights of the of the message. Uh, just to reach people who maybe had a busy weekend, you know, just, again, throwing a wide net. And uh, Micah from Washington, she's a chat host. And um, had it not been for her chatting, there was a first-time guest from the Netherlands that found Compass Mm -hmm. and was chatting with Micah um, during one of the experiences. And, again, that would not have happened if if Micah wasn't a chat host, if she wasn't engaged in the ministry of of our online campus. And so... Again, it's it's exciting to see those stories, hear yeah, those
1: stories. I, I, I heard that you went somewhere. Uh, did you go somewhere and, and meet with somebody or...
2: Yeah, I mean, so we've had several several of those. We've kind of connected with people that are either like locally here. I mean, Compass is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we've got many people that watch in Frisco, Garland, Arlington. And so we've had several coffee meetups where we've been able to do that. But Joseph and I, we've been working on um, driving down um, to Brownsville, Texas, to baptize a woman and her kids who've been watching online, wow. and uh, again, I think uh, it, it freaks out our leadership team when I announce live online that if you want to get baptized, we'll fly to you because that can be an expensive ticket. Yeah. But uh, that's how serious we we take the relationship of of getting people connected to Jesus.
1: That is incredible, uh, Joseph. You were talking uh, about some of the some of the aspects of of that connection. I think. Uh, Uh, last episode you mentioned some behind the scenes how to connect with them Uh, why don't you expand on that just a little bit
3: yeah uh, one of the ways we we try to connect directly with those viewing online as opposed to those viewing in person is there There are mainly three times during a weekend service that we usually talk directly online to those viewing Uh, the first would be We do what we call our pre-show. It's a 10-minute segment that we do live every week that goes from 10 minutes down to zero when our service in the room starts. And that's a time where we're really intentional in the language and the things uh, we talk about that are directly relating to those online and really meeting them where they are. Another time in our service where we're really intentional is usually during our uh, generosity and announcement moment. Um, we put Chris on camera instead of those in, uh, doing announcements in the room, and he walks them through generosity, uh, you know, how to give, because giving online is different than if you're in, in the room giving, and he walks them through even sometimes unique stories that are happening online that may not be um, super relevant for those in the room, talking about these life-changing stories and baptisms, to use that as a way to connect to those viewing like, oh, that's me that that's kind of what my story is and kind of using that to build those relationships
1: so so you're not well and then there's then there's after the post show yeah Mm -hmm. okay so is there a particular focus for that i i know that uh, when we were watching online this last week um, again when a host was up front in the room we went from home to you Mm -hmm. so is there Is there a major reason for that?
2: Yeah, you know, I think um, um, pre-COVID, you know, we were staying in the room for everything. So we had the pre-show, a little bit of a post-show, and then we stayed in the room in the middle. Um, And then as we came back uh, in the room, the tension there was how do we effectively speak and minister to people in the room and online with with not having to use a lot of the, the double language? Hey, if you're in the room, do X, Y, and Z. If you're online, do X, Y, and Z. That can just be cumbersome and fill a lot of unneeded space. And so uh, we decided that, hey, anytime there was a host in the room on stage, we were going to cut away to an online host who could be more intentional and more specific uh, and ministering to people that were Dra- online. Draws them in. Draws them in, yeah. yeah. Um, and so a lot of that, like Joseph said, really is geared towards, hey, how can we share a win from the online campus? How can, how can we highlight a chat host and how much they mean to what we're doing? Um, how we, can we talk about generosity, ways for them to give online as well? Um, and then the post-show, we've tried to to do something that's really exclusive for our online Uh, Family, which is you know, if you're in person, you go hear the you're a part of the experience. You hear a message. Nine times out of ten, you get up, you leave, you go to lunch, you 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 head out. You maybe mingle with some people. You don't really get a chance to really talk about the message. Maybe if you go to lunch. Well, online, we like to take a moment in the post show to really recap the message. You know, we just heard something powerful from God. What are one or two things that we took away? And let's encourage one another. So a way that we get people to engage after the message is we encourage them, hey, type in the chat one thing that you took away from what you heard from today's message. What was God saying to you? And then we'll take a quote from the message and we'll talk about that for a little bit. Me and a co-host, we'll just talk about what we feel God was saying through that that little uh, quote. And so that's proved to be something that engages people after the message and gets people kind of, you know, sitting and, and kind of soaking in a little about what they heard.
1: You know, it's kind of interesting. Even uh, sitting here doing this podcast episode, you seem—I I seem to be drawn in to, to, to <laughs> yeah. the conversation. I forget yeah. about the microphones right. and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. It's pretty cool. So, hey, tell us a couple of—you uh, know—in in you guys' experience now. I mean, you've been doing this for a while. So, in you guys' experience, t- tell me about—you uh, know—a couple of mistakes maybe to avoid and a couple of big wins.
2: Uh, well, I would say the number one mistake to avoid is to make sure that the camera's plugged in. <laughs> if the camera's not plugged in, then the battery will go out when you're live online. Oh, bummer. And uh, so uh, that's one thing. Make yeah. sure your camera's plugged in. Um, second thing is is make sure that the timing on your experience lines up with the actual length of the service or the feed will cut off and people won't hear the rest of the message mm-hmm. and then you'll get a text from your lead pastor. So um, <laughs> make sure you do that.
3: Yeah. Chris, I know, I know you're pretty passionate about this when you, when you kind of consult other churches about online ministry. Talk a little bit about not telling somebody the way they're viewing is the wrong way. You, you know,
2: yeah. I think early on, we tried to point people to one platform. Right now, Compass Online, we broadcast to our church online platform, um, and we also broadcast to YouTube and Facebook um, Facebook has been our our, our 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 largest campus as far as inside of our online campus that's growing our platform um, but early on I think we made the mistake of encouraging people to go to one platform like if they were on Facebook we would encourage them to go to the church online one and that basically sends the message that where they're viewing isn't good enough and uh, that can sound kind of weird but at the end of the day like if you're viewing on Facebook we want you to know that we're gonna meet you where you are and you're on that platform for a reason maybe that's the only way that you can view Um, and so we made a couple mistakes early on of of trying to direct people but now we've kind of made it kind of some common language to say hey wherever you're viewing from that's the right place Mm. and that's why we've adjusted it to make sure that our chat hosts are on each of those platforms Mm. and there to to build relationships with people where they are
1: yeah so uh, a couple of couple of wins couple of big wins
2: yeah i mean outside some of those amazing stories of baptism and life change and people serving um you know i just think i just i'd be remiss without saying that you know a lot of times the online campus pastor gets a lot of the credit because of what happens but without joseph here um we wouldn't be able to do anything and so i think a big win is adding joseph to our team and just his creativity and his wisdom um i use this Well, he is a graduate of Dallas Christian College. Well, that's all you need to know then. (laughs) (laughs) But I use this all the time. Churches will ask me and want to consult, hey, how do you guys do what you do? We see it from afar. It's amazing. And they say, hey, how do you do the back end stuff? And I say, when you're talking about the flux capacitor and the 1.21 gigawatt thing, (laughs) you got to go talk to Joseph. (laughs) But Joseph, behind the scenes, the transitions, um, the things that people don't see on the camera are what make the online campus flow and transition well. And so being intentional about making sure that the technology side is covered and done with excellence. Um, I mean, that's been a big win for our campus, adding Joseph to our team, honestly. Uh, so, <clears throat> so
1: where where are you going from here?
2: It's a great question. Um, I think, I think we're, we're missing the mark because I don't want people to listen to these last two podcasts and think that we, we know it all, we have it all. We're missing the mark in, in, in groups, in, in online groups. I think um, we need some more focus there, more intentionality between getting people connected specifically to groups. I think our first step as a whole at, at Compass is getting people connected to what we call rooted, which people are doing that. But beyond that is building online groups where people can connect throughout the week um, together. So I think that's, that's what next is. I think now that the pandemic is hopefully somewhat behind us, and we're moving through that, is going back to watch parties. Watch parties are are really huge, and we were excited about that pre-COVID, but getting people to connect and and assemble in their homes, much the way the early church did, um, is getting people together to say, hey, get 8, 10 to 12 people in your home. Let's have a watch party there. Get connected. Watch the experience, and that's how the church online is going to grow um, and expand, and so I think that's that's kind of where we're, we're putting a, a bulk of our uh, intention and in, in focus next. yeah
3: and i and i love that model because you're you're viewing online you're connected to us digitally but yet they have that relationship we're encouraging in their home to have a physical home group watching together yeah. online and we're just trying to figure out the organization yep. o- organizational part of that and how do we equip them best that's the biggest question is how do we equip them best to do ministry in their home
1: we're about out of time i know but uh, you know one of the things that always gets me is uh, like i when i'm watching uh, I, I watch on facetime um uh, facebook, no, facebook facebook live okay facetime okay there you go maybe facebook. that's our next platform <laughs> <laughs> facebook live <laughs> and, and you know like sometimes it, it shows like there's 22 people watching and I'm going, wow, is this worth it for 22
2: people? But somehow that's not the case, is it? No, you know, there's, that's, that's the biggest, I guess, frustration from most people that are in the online church world is how do you count people? How is it accurate? What's going on? And, and that's all, I think that's another podcast for another day if you guys want to go down that. <laughs> and if you have two hours for that podcast, <laughs> uh, we can talk there. But, um, you know, there's always a multiplier there. There could be one person watching, or there could be a family of five watching. There could be a watch party watching on YouTube with 12 people in the room, but it's going to count it as one. Um, and so really what we focused on is, is ministering to people, however many are logged on, at, on whatever platform, um, and doing our best to say, we see you, we want to engage with you. And we hope that you find Jesus some way, some shape, or form throughout what we do today.
1: So you're not discouraged if you see like 20 people, and I know there's a whole bunch more because I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the chat thing.
2: Yeah, I think if anything, and just some encouragement to people who are are on these platforms, uh, wh- however you're counting, uh, I would just say, from my experience, I know Joseph. Uh, whatever your total number is, you're probably a little, little lower than what you're you're showing because. You know, there's, you can't, there's no way to fully grasp how many people are actually engaged in watching. There's just no way to accurately do that. Um, so what we've done is we've just had a baseline to say, this is how much, this is how we're going to count. And then we're just going to chart, chart growth from there.
1: Yeah. I know. Uh, when we were, when we were doing uh, summer saltines concert, you know, it said like there was uh, 30, it was like, there's 30 people there. Yeah. And we later we found out there were, I don't know, it was like 400 yeah. and I'm going, yeah. How did I miss that?
2: Yeah, and I think the beauty of online church too, is we're in a situation where um, a lot of people are watching on demand. They're watching yeah. after the fact yep. um, on their own time. again, um, if they're connecting, that's a win. Yep. If they watch the sermon on Tuesday instead of Sunday, I'm fine with that yeah. that's yeah. that's great
3: yeah our uh, at, to give an example, our eight thirty a m service every week on YouTube. You know, by the end of the week, it's gained 600 more views, and that's even larger than we're viewing live. So we found a lot of uh, on YouTube. They're watching on demand after the fact, um, and that's that's encouraging. That's a win, yeah. yeah.
0: Let me ask you this: What what is your multiplier that you all are
2: using for um, so uh, counting a, pre, attendance? pre pre COVID was 1.8, and we found that to be a pretty good standard across the board with some churches similar to our size. Um, and then since the pandemic hit, we've been doing 2.4 again, it doesn't really matter at this point because you're just charting growth from whatever you use. Um, But we're, 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 we're estimating that there's at least two to three people watching. Um, And again, that can all average out to equal uh, if there's one person or sometimes maybe there's five watching. So
0: that's awesome. I just want to piggyback on one thing. And and it, it came to me as you were talking about the role that Joseph plays I want to encourage anyone that's doing this to involve someone from your worship team (laughs) in this discussion. Uh, Typically, we think, well, it's a technology thing, so we're going to let our tech people, and and again, not a slam to that, but Joseph's degree is in what? Worship music. Worship music, (laughs) worship arts. So he was trained as a worship leader. And then what was your role at Compass before you got this one?
3: Uh, I was working in the the production team, and then I actually moved to the IT team, and now I'm back to online production. Translation,
2: he's very smart.
3: (laughs) But
0: you were doing the production for the in-house service, you know, at a time when basically it was, we were just live streaming our live service. And my point in all that is, you view things from a worship standpoint, and I think that's so crucial and I, that probably it just struck me that, that that's probably one of the unique distinctives. Chris, you're a, you're a pastor, you mentioned that in, your, in the first uh, podcast, that you have a pastor's heart, okay? So your, your goal is to see transformational change and discipleship in people. You're a worship leader, your goal is to create and craft a worship experience. And, and that's different from someone whose goal is simply to provide a feed <laughs> to YouTube yeah. or to Facebook Live. And that's again, right. not to slam me that you, you, you've got to have the technology there, but I would just encourage any of you out there that are moving in this direction, involve some of your worship people in that discussion because they will look at things differently than from a purely technical standpoint. This has been really, really good stuff. Thank you guys for being here. Yes. I want to remind you that if uh, you want to find out more about Dallas Christian College, you can go to our website at www.dallas.edu. Uh, is it okay for us to put your uh, email addresses for the church? Sure, thing. We're going to put yeah. those on there. If you have some specific questions for Chris Gabbard or Joseph Payne, you can uh, contact them directly. But if you want to watch online, you can go to compass.church forward slash online or compasschurch.online and that'll connect you right to the online platform, and you can check out that experience. Again, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. For hope that you have a great day. Take care. Stay safe.